0: Do you suffer from FOMO? Do you even know what FOMO is? FOMO is that fear of missing out for the, everyone who likes to abbreviate everything or shorten everything. And I think one of the reasons that people do more and more and feel like they have to do more and more, or they have to share more and more and more information rather than just sharing some information, is because they're afraid they're either going to miss out on an opportunity or They're not able to give everyone all the possible potential information that they might need to make a decision or to do something or to be more aware. And so we just keep sharing or we just keep doing. Well, this week, we are talking about less is more. And today we're going to focus on, you know what, you're not missing out. All that and more on episode 887 of today's antidote.
1: Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do 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 do. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh it's Tuesday. Yes, it is.
0: And we're not even recording, and you're a little confused on the days.
1: Hmm. I I just I slept really well last night. And I don't always sleep oh, really well. God. So when I sleep really well, it's uh, there's a fog the next morning.
0: And you've had your coffee probably already as well.
1: Huh? Had my coffee. I moved a lot of boxes last night, so um, I, I, did, I I I had a little more physical labor than I'm used to, and uh, my back is a little rested. You know when when you get older it's plain the back is the first thing that gives out. Have you noticed that? And maybe it's because I'm tall and the boxes are down lower, I don't know. But did whenever I am you
0: use your knees when you're lifting,
1: probably not as much as I could have. Okay. Okay. First rule, right? first rule I, it, it it it's the rule I know but it's not the rule I follow. Uh, But lucky for me, I will be getting to move some more boxes over the next couple of days so I can apply that rule. You can do things differently. That's it. I can do things differently. And see what the results look like. That's it. That's it. We got to get to this topic because I've got some thoughts. You do? Oh, all right. Let's dive into it. Good morning, everyone,
0: and welcome to today's Antidote, our weekday broadcast and podcast. Every week, Bob and I pick a topic. As I mentioned, this week's topic is less is more. I wonder if I need to implement that in the introduction so we can get right to the topic. (laughs) And today we're going to talk about you're not actually missing out. And so as we go through that conversation, if you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share, please feel free to share them in the comments because we know it'll add value to our show. And at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote, that thing that we hope will help you figure out how to take that next step, or it'll help you figure out that you don't know what the next step is that you understand the concept that we've shared, and yet you're still not quite sure how to make that work. And we might be able to help you with that outside of the show if you're interested in that. We can share more about uh, our Renegade Success Network and how that helps people figure out sometimes those next steps when they don't have it. They understand the antidote, they're just not sure what the step is. So, uh, of course-
1: Like, Like bending my knees, I understand the logic of that, totally understand it. But when it's time to move a box, I don't bend my knees. And I, I see that in my business all the time. You don't stay accountable to the things that you're aware of and knowledge that you have. Interesting. And I think you also need the reminder. If someone were if you were standing right next to me, reminding me, hey, dude, you're getting ready to pick up a box. Remember to bend down with your knees first. Knees first, Bob. Knees first, Bob, Bob. How many times do I have to do this till you get your knees? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh,
0: and of course, if you have a one thing you would like to share, please feel free to share it in the comments. Again, your antidote might help them see, like, hmm, oh yeah, now how do I get that done? That might be the thing. Knowing the antidote and then getting it accomplished and doing it is our, our different thing. So, all right. Uh, before though, we dive into that conversation each morning, Bob and I share our celebrations. So Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm
1: gonna celebrate celebra- huh? What? Nothing. I'm gonna celebrate my guitar teacher. Wow. Okay. So each Monday afternoon, I take a guitar lesson. I'm trying to learn how to do finger-picking guitar. And in the process, I've also been learning some guitar theory and being able to play songs by ear. And the first song that I need to learn by ear. So that I can hit the right strings and frets and have it sound like the song has been happy birthday. Not not super exciting, but it's now week four of me working on it. And yesterday, my teacher, after last week being a little frustrated at my progress because my commitment waned a little bit last week. Mm. But this past week. This past week I had much more of a commitment. And so I was better at it, but the poor guy had to listen to me play happy birthday at least 25 times over a half hour lesson. And he was very polite. He was very kind. He was very encouraging. We broke it down into sections and I got the third section correct. And he said, hey, you can play the guitar, which it wasn't it wasn't. The way he meant it, he's, he and he apologized right away. He's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, no, I think it's really funny. And then he said, hey, um, can you play Joy to the World, the Christmas song? And he said it starts on like a C. You know, okay. And I was able to figure out the first eight or ten notes, like right away off the top of my head. And he was like, see, this is working. So... I think it relates to what we're talking about. I had the accountability over the last couple of weeks with him. That's all I've practiced. Happy birthday. My poor cat is so tired of happy birthday because he's heard it now probably 7,000 times in various forms. Not perfect, ma- very many of those. And I think, that, I think that's the thing. Until he really forced me to go through it. And he would say, every time I messed up a note, if it vibrated wrong, he'd be like, whoa, whoa, back to the beginning and start over again. And then we, I get through the first section and say, okay, good start, keep going. Oh, nope, back to the beginning. And that accountability really is what drove me to have more success with it. And over the last couple of weeks, it's instilled a different approach for me. Now, when I make a mistake, I go back to the beginning. So I might get through eight notes and make a mistake, and then it's 10 notes and make a mistake, and then it's 12 notes make a mistake, and then it's three notes. Oh, shoot, now I got to go back to the beginning. And I think that's a lesson in business. I think that's, you've got to get the first things figured out before you can move to the next thing. And I think so often I want to move to the next thing. I want to just go, well, you know, I messed up the third note, keep going. I'll pick it up next time. And I think there's a lesson there for all of us. So I appreciate my guitar teacher listening to Happy Birthday for a half hour nonstop and not just phoning it in and, you know, sitting like this going, I'm taking my money. This is easy, but really listening and really challenging me. I I hit a string with the wrong uh, finger and he's like, whoa, 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 timeout. I know it sounds good, but that's not going to work because that's not going to set you up for the next one. So back to the beginning. So we play do not uh, back to go do not collect two hundred dollars <laughs> over and over and over. A little bit of less is more, I think. Yes, yes. A long a long description of a uh, celebration. Yes. Um, excellent. No one missed out on that one. <laughs> You never know. What's your celebration? So I
0: am um, celebrating something I thought about or forgot to celebrate yesterday and forgot to celebrate last Friday. So Saturday was my mom's birthday. Oh. So I wanted to go back and celebrate my mom's birthday. Okay. Yes. She turned 29 again,
1: I think. Yeah. (laughs) I think. She looks yeah. lovely for 29. She really does. Yeah, I know. She's figured out that. I haven't seen your mother probably. in a long time. I got to meet them once or twice during COVID. Haven't seen them since. We haven't had much events, so we haven't.
0: They, although yeah. my mom my mom will always, it's funny, I think she stays up to date a little bit with what's going on with me sometimes in my celebration so that she's. knows what's going on. Because she'll ask <laughs> me things like, well, how did your presentation go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the one
0: that you were talking about on your show.
1: <laughs> What's her first name? I don't Agnes. remember. Agnes. Agnes. Yes. Agnes Brush. Happy birthday to you! Sorry it's so late. You you have a lovely son. I hope you have a great great day. I had a great day, and I hope you have a great year, and many more. I agree with that. Yes.
0: All right. I guess that maybe is one place where less isn't necessarily more. Less years maybe want to have more. I don't know. Anyhow. All right. So you said you had a ton of thoughts on our topic today.
1: I I do. And I, I think the first thought is you were talking about you're not missing out, but I feel like I'm missing out. Like before the program, you and I were talking about something we could do. And we felt, I think in some ways, like we were missing out you know, oh, wow, this person's doing this thing. Maybe it would work for us and we could do it and it'd be really great. And oh, Kelly's with us and uh, Tom, she shares happy birthday, Tom's mom. Thank What's you, right? Kelly. I know she appreciates that. Yes. Um. So the, I think there's a, everyone's doing something and it looks easy, right? This thing that we were talking about, it, It looks really easy. Of course, I know a little bit about it and I know it gets really complicated. And I think, you know, I I have a lot of people because I've written several books. They'll say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. Tell me how to do it. Like, well, the first thing you have to figure out what you want to write. Oh, I know what I want to write. Okay. I know you know what you want to write. I know you can see the title and you can see the first three sentences. I'm talking about page 60. Do you know what that's going to say? Oh, no, I really don't. Okay, well, you might want to outline that, figure out what page 60 looks like before you embark on this book. And I think it's uh, it looks so easy. I mean, Bob, you've written books. You're not any smarter than me. You, you know, you, you're a knucklehead. You wrote a book. I can do it if you can do it. And I think we fall into that trap very often. We only see the start and the finish. We don't see the effort because... No one knows how much work you do on these programs behind the scenes. No one knows how much I do behind the scenes. It could be next to nothing. Shh, don't tell anyone. Or it could be hours. Don't tell anyone. We see the result and go, well, that they make it look easy. And therefore, if they can make it look easy... I can make it look easy. And I was, I, was at a, uh, I was seeing a friend yesterday, and he was up at Ripken Stadium outside Baltimore. Cal Ripken has a stadium and a complex, and it was summer camp for boys. And these boys were like 12. And they're all out there doing baseball drills. And it's hot. And they don't want to do drills. They've got these beautiful replica stadiums of Camden Yards and PNC Bank and Fenway Park and Wrigley Field. They just want to hit home runs. And try to catch the ball up against the wall. And the guy who's teaching them is like, guys, you got to do these drills. And they're like, no, I want to be a baseball player. And they're doing footwork and they're doing uh, catching fly balls with their bare hands, you know, just thrown by hand to get them used to using two hands. And the kids are like, but I use a glove and they don't want to do the work. And my friend turned to me and said, my son wants to be a baseball player so badly. He doesn't realize this is baseball. He just wants to be standing in front of the big audience, hitting the ball, and hitting a home run and everyone cheering for him. And I think that's the part of this. When we talk about this, we don't think about the effort that goes into it. You know, We, we just don't. I, like someone said to me a couple weeks ago, they're like, um, so I'd love for you to do a presentation for us. And I said, okay, And we talked about the topic and they said, how much would you charge us? And I gave them the figure and they're like, that's a lot of money. And I said, that's a lot of learning to get to that. And they said, but I thought it was going to be this number. It was like 20 percent of the number. They're like, it's not that hard for you. And I said, the fact that it's not that hard for me is because of all these things I just told you I did to get to the place where I could do this, where it looks easy to you. They're like, oh, I would never charge that much for what you what you would do for us. I said, okay, fine. And they're like, so you're not going to do it for that number? I said, I can't. And so we, we parted ways on that and they were kind of frustrated with me. It's like, you have these skills. We really need you. Okay. And I think there's the, there's that disconnect between it looks easy, less, less effort to do something because you look really good at it, versus more effort. Like a, a couple people said, you know, you're really good at this podcast. You and Tom are really good. We've now done this 800 some odd times. We've worked at. We've both been on stages. We've both been in front of groups. It's not like we did this on the first day and it was awesome. Go back and look at the first episodes. They're rough. And I think people see the result and don't see the effort. And so we we convince ourselves that the less part, the success that someone has, we can have their success. We can do it. So we're missing out because it's so easy. Oh, I could do Tom and Bob do a podcast. I can do one of those every morning. 888 episodes or 887. Anyone can do that. Okay. Yeah, you you get up on a Monday after the Super Bowl and do this at seven a.m. Yeah, well, let me know how that works. Not my favorite. You get up here on a holiday when we chose to do holidays. You do a Saturday, and then tell me what it's like. And I think we we kid ourselves all the time. What do you think to that? I like that point. I mean, I think there's a lot of value in that. That it's
0: that. We don't know all that goes on behind the scenes of everything else that's going on. I think the other thing too is is that um
1: I'm trying to formulate this. Sorry. I tell you what. While you formulate, I'm going to hop in with Kelly's comment because she took my beautiful long description and blessed it <laughs> for want of a better phrase. It is a myth of the overnight success. Thanks for the reminder that thank you kelly for clarifying what i was saying in a very succinct way that's that's it right we have that we have that belief that you just boom well i also think that you know the other way to look at it is
0: you know what is missing out and and i often think that when we look at other things and are worried that we're missing out we forget that that's a choice to choose to go do that thing in the hopes that we don't miss out on the results that someone else got, rather than to keep doing what we are doing, and or potentially- to
1: figure out what we what's the thing we should do do for ourselves. Correct, right? Because it may I may not know what the thing for me to do is yet, and
0: also by choosing to
1: do this other thing, you
0: are potentially missing out on the results that time may have provided if you keep doing what you're doing rather than trying to add more. Because I think that, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's goes back to a little bit. We talked about yesterday's priorities is, are you clear on your priorities and what you want to do? That's easy to say. Oh yeah, I'm very clear. Okay. Well, how do you remain committed to it? How do you remain committed to bending your knees every time you pick up? And for me, it was my mom. Every time I went, now make sure you bend your knees and don't use your back when I was like 25. And that was...
1: Goodness, can you come down to Baltimore for a couple of days? I need, I need you to stand behind me. <laughs> I'll pay for your travel.
0: There you go. Um And I think that we, you know, those are the things that we forget. And we think that if we just have more and more and more and more, that's going to really, really, sorry, lead to More and more results that everyone else is getting. And and in reality, that's probably not what's real for us. As you said, we, uh, we only, our knowledge, experience and perspective on what they are doing is limited. And so we don't know all of that. And so rather than trying to take all the time to figure out what they're doing and how they did it and why they did it that way. What if we just stuck to the things that we have more knowledge, experience, and perspective around? Leverage that. And then try to find little pieces of it that'll help us move forward. You know, it was interesting when I was thinking about it in terms of sharing. You know, and I shared my example yesterday about the coach that came over to me. And 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 the more I've thought about this, I know that if I had gone on and on and on about all the things, trying to defend what we did and whatever, the conversation never would have ended. It would have continued and probably devolved into not a great situation. And and I think that it's the same with sharing. It's like, how do we get them to understand what we, all the things that we know, like your example, the guy came to you and said, hey, we'd like you to do it for this price. And you're like, well, a lot has gone into this. Well, he doesn't understand that, and probably the more you told him about all that has gone into it, the the less he was understanding it, and less he was he was like, well, yeah, that makes it easy for you. So just come into it for this, and doesn't really understand all that has gone into it and what is real for you to get to the point where it is that easy. I and mean, even then, it's not easy. It's just, you're able to do it in a way that's different than other people who don't have that knowledge, experience, and perspective. And I think that trying to gain all of someone else's, which is what allows them to do it in the way that they do it, sometimes is hard. I had a game that, uh, this last game that I ended up being on on Sunday, ended up being on, I don't know, ESPN Plus or something like that. And... A guy who I mentor a little bit in the officiating world was watching and he sent me a text and he was like, Hey, you know, I like, I really like the way that you anticipate play so that you don't get behind when it transitions the other way. And as I got thinking about that, I was like, You know, I'm sure a part of that comes from 50 years of playing sports and understanding kind of what situations are more risky than others. And as you see that risk happening, you think about, okay, what do I need to do to, to have that have less impact than what is going on? And so I think that that was, um, it was just interesting for me to think about, okay, well, that's years and years and years. And I don't even know how I would go about imparting that on someone else to help them try to see how that is. Because if you haven't, Looked at the game and watched the game in that way, you don't have that skill set. Um, and so figuring out how to add it is different.
1: One of your officials is here. Missy says, I will hear, oh, you were so lucky to do this consulting. And I always think the old adge, adage: the harder I work, the luckier I get. I like I like that, yeah. yeah. Well, and hey. I wonder
0: the question is, is, is it really harder or it's just different? And and I sometimes think that the harder I work the less lucky I get.
1: Well, that... I think it's also the hard work that goes into what looks easy to other people. Sure. But, you know, I think that's the thing. There's another facet of this and I think you and I experienced it this morning. You asked me about we should put something together and I and I said we did that uh, hold well. a
0: huh? I didn't say should. I said we could. Okay, fine. You could
1: put something together. We should figure out something. And I was able to say, well, we did that already. In fact, it's in a book that we put together. And I think that's the other part of this, right? Less is more. And sometimes we don't remember the things we did already. We're so busy looking forward. I mean, you you came at that with, you know, hey, we should do this thing. Wasn't like and I'm like, well, I think we did that. Oh, you're right. We did. And I think we all do that. We, we reinvent the wheel. Like one of the things that I learned as a writer was when you, when you start to write things, you have a catalog of things you've written. You can often pull from that catalog and tweak things. They're templates, if you will. Right. And that shortens the time it takes you to do something. And once you get that into that system, it becomes less and less complicated. Like I was a newspaper reporter. There was a formula to articles. Once you knew the formula, once you had done it 100 times, I can write a five, you know, five, 10 paragraph story about an event like that because I've done it, my mind works that way. And people, oh wow, you were able to turn that into an article in a half hour. Yeah, exactly, because I've done it in repetition. And I think that's a less is more thing when we really focus in on what we know and what we really are comfortable with i think that's really our sweet spot you know when i look at your career and the things that you do uh yes you you stay within a very confined box i'm i'm jealous i'm not that i'm all over the place comparatively you know you know nonprofits. You know fundraising. You know that world really well. You've worked with boards, and you stay in that. And then you know the officiating world. If I asked you to, I don't know, be the CEO of a uh, Fortune 500 company, you wouldn't go there. You'd be like, "What? Do? <laughs> I know other people." You stay in your box really well. You swim in your lane really well. I am constantly looking at the other lanes, going, "Hey, wow." That looks like a fun lane swimming. Let me hop over there. Oh, let me hop back there. And as a result, I think there are times when I don't achieve the things I'm trying to achieve because the thing that I'm really good at, it's there. It's kind of in the periphery, but it's not the center. Now, conversely, I've had a lot of experiences that I can draw on in various situations, but that straight path towards the goal, whatever the goal is, isn't always clear with me. Whereas with you, I think you have it very zeroed in. And when it doesn't, you have a mission statement that if it doesn't fit the mission statement, I'm not doing it. Or at least you hide it well from me.
0: Well, I think we all we all have that, right? Is that correct? Is that we... Because
1: we're, we're... I, I could would... write your mission statement right this minute. Could you write mine? Uh... <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> Maybe uh, I could give it a good shot. I think the <laughs> challenge is like with everything else is that there, you know, nothing that any of us do is with is is not without challenges, and those challenges often have us questioning if our mission statement, if our lane is correct, and. And because of that, we can be surrounded by things that say, hmm, well, if I jump over there, this looks like it's going to have less challenges than what I currently have. And maybe that's the lane that I should be in. And because I get all those things as well. Thoughts, ideas of what could I do? You know, you said you could be a CEO. And I was like, oh, that has some interesting thoughts about it. I've always wanted to lead a team. And, um, you know, that's been one of the things that's a part of me. And and I think what we end up doing, and one of the things I think I've found, is that I think I was able to figure out this is what I wanted to do. And how does that apply to where I'm at? You know, the whole idea of leading a team is kind of like, What I always wanted to do growing up is one of the things I thought I wanted to do was be a basketball coach. That was one of my early interests. And and I liked the idea of helping other people figure out how to get to where they want to get to. The reality was it wasn't basketball. That was what ended up being um, the final draw people. And how do I help others figure out what they're doing? Whether that's on the officiating field, lacrosse field, or um, or within the nonprofit space is kind of like, how do I help people figure that out? And that has sort of allowed me to understand a little bit about small business, because I think there's a lot of similarities. And why I love the fact that people come to me in lacrosse with questions, especially rules questions, It's like how, how do you, or like positioning, or just those things that they're trying to figure out themselves so that I love the opportunity that people come to me with questions and I can help them find the answers that they have that's real for, that are real for them by sharing a little bit of what's real for me.
1: The other thing that really affects us, I think, in this situation is social media. It's really easy to portray yourself as having this incredibly amazing success. Like I, I went to a workshop a couple of years ago where the guy in charge of it said, hey, the first thing you need to do after we get done on Monday, go take some pictures in front of a really nice car, like a Ferrari or, you know, some really high level car, because you're going to need those pictures for your website and for your social media. And it's like, well, wait, I don't own that car. And it, someone said, you know, I don't own one of those. It's like, doesn't matter. It's the perception that you own that car. And I, you know, it's summer and I see people traveling. There are people that go to Italy and there are people that go to, you know, Turks and whatever that other place, yeah, that's it. And all these really great places, oh wow, they must really be killing it if they can go on that trip. And there are even some people that do something similar to us that I've seen have been traveling all around. It's like, oh, wow, they must be having a really good summer because they're able to travel all these places and do all this work. It's real easy for me to get wrapped up in that and be like, wow, I'm not traveling to all these places. I'm not doing all this. And that so now I'm missing out because I'm clearly not doing something right because all these other people are. But when you get behind it, You see that, oh, well, actually, we were going to see our Aunt Agnes and she knew someone and I'm speaking at the Rotary Club in Toronto because Aunt Agnes asked me for a favor. But instead, they take a picture in front of, you know, the most pretty building in Toronto and say, hey, we're speaking in Toronto to this group. And so I think we we have a fear of missing out because sometimes things are portrayed in the most positive light possible. Well, isn't that,
0: hasn't that always been the case? Because people don't want to share, you know, when when you hear someone tell their story, I mean, yes, they, they, they maybe tell you some of the challenges that they face. But oftentimes all they want to do is talk about how great it is. Or you see, What you see is what you believe to be all the great things about that trip, that mm-hmm. role, this position, this opportunity. And that captures you because you think of what the potential outcomes could be without even taking the step of trying to
1: understand of what that what that means. Yeah. So do you have your one thing? I do. I'm going to let you go first, Jay. I'm still trying to get the words. I want to be really less is more with it. So I got to figure out how to say it quickly.
0: You know, when I when the fear of missing out to me is mostly because we think there's more to it than there is. And what we're, I think what we're really doing is eliminating the opportunity of what's the opposite of missing out, gaining from what it is we're already doing because now we're going to go out and do something completely different, which we see the end result. We don't see the starting point. And, and I think that typically if we continue along where our starting point was with some minor modifications maybe, the likelihood that we're gonna get the results we desire is probably more than if we go back because we truly would be starting all over again because we don't have their knowledge, experience and perspective and likely gonna run into many of the same challenges and places of getting stuck where we're at now and not sure what to do next.
1: I like that. I think for me, less is more and not missing out really is about staying in your lane and not worrying about other people's lanes because their lanes always look better. The grass is always greener to mix metaphors until you realize that their grass has to be cut just like your grass and their grass needs to be fertilized and They water it every morning at 5 a.m. And their water bill is super high. And they're out in the morning when you're sleeping, watering their lawn. But you didn't see it because you slept till 7. And they were out at 5 watering their lawn and tending to the weeds and all the stuff that you don't want to do. And I think that's, we, we tend to just think that it's easy for the other person when, in fact, we all struggle. I don't know of anyone when I really get down and talk to them, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize you had those struggles. Wow. Huh. That's impressive. I thought this was easy for you. Well, and it's interesting. I
0: just thought about this as less is more. Is that when we see less, we oftentimes don't think about all the more that's behind it. Oh, We just see the less that's in front of it and feel like that's an opportunity that we should take. And there is more, more that, that we are not aware of. So I like that. All right, everyone, if you have a one thing that you'd like to share your antidote, please feel free to share it in the comments as well. Here's the challenge, I think, that I want you to consider. It's one thing to have the antidote. It's another thing to figure out how you're going to implement it and how you're going to stay accountable to it. And I think those are the challenges that many of us often face is, yes, we know what it is we want to do, think we could do, that might make a difference yet we're not sure how to implement it for ourselves because we've watched it or heard it from someone else. And if that's something that you're struggling with. You kind of know what your antidote is, yet you're not sure how to stay accountable to it. Like Bob and his bending of his knees, even though he did think, and i have to talk to my mom, maybe my mom will come down, stand over you and say, Robert, make sure you <laughs> bend your knees when you pick that box up?'" <laughs> and that's That's the difference. So if you're looking for that way to help you stay accountable to your actions and maybe figure out or first to figure out how do you take this antidote and turn it into practice and then stay accountable to it. That's something that the Renegade Success Network can definitely help you with. Bob and I help people do that all the time. We help them find their lane and then figure out how to stay accountable to what's within that lane. So if that sounds of interest to you, please feel free to reach out and we can share more about what that's all about. And of course, if you are listening to the Can I podcast, sign
1: up for that, Tom?
0: You can just go to the I,
1: not, I I think I may. <laughs> you really you really sold me on it today.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and so if you have thoughts or ideas that you'd like to share your antidote, please feel free to again put it in the comments as I mentioned. And if you're listening to the podcast, we know there's no place to comment. So join us in our sculpt your business from chaos and confusion. Confidence and Control, where you can share your thoughts and ideas there. Or while you're sharing yours, you might find something that someone else has shared that's like, huh, I wonder if that antidote could work for me. And then you can talk to us about how to help you leverage that and stay accountable to it. So we look forward to seeing you in that group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next episode of Today's Antidote.
1: Hey, whatever you do, whatever lane you're in, whether it's your lane, someone else's lane, whether you think you're doing less or more, you don't know what you're doing, embrace the renegating you. It's so worth it. Yes, it is.
0: All right, everyone, go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon.
1: Well, Tom already talked about it, how you can sculpt your business, go from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. He talked about staying in your lane and being accountable, and that's really what the whole program's about, helping you figure out what lane you want to be in and being true to it so you can achieve the things that you say you want to accomplish. If you're stuck, if you're struggling, if you just can't figure out why you're banging your head against the wall and it's not getting you anywhere, we want to help you figure out what's standing in your way there's something and if you could have solved it you would have done it already let us help you get you where you want to go from chaos and confidence to i'm sorry from chaos and confusion to confidence and control that's what we want to deliver to you go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com